You're listening to XOXO After Darkcast, in which three editors talk romance novels, sex, pop culture, relationships, writing. And did we mention sex? Yeah! From the ladies behind XOXOAfterDark.com, because the best conversations happen after dark. Welcome to another episode of the XOXO After Darkcast. I'm Abby, here with my lovely co-host Lauren and special guest co-host producer diana standing in for kate today yay <laughs> hi <laughs> no, everybody come on yeah it's like we're gonna give a little let's cheer. live it up cheer. a little bit cheer. <laughs> uh, we are delighted to have you our special guest today a little bit later is going to be natalie charles author of seeking mr wrong um an adorable uh contemporary romance ebook that uh is about a kindergarten teacher who uh is a children's book writer turned erotica writer and uh she needs a little help doing the research not a bad way to go, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, as always, just want to remind you to check out xoxoafterdark.com for all of our good stuff. We have free reads, new ones every week. Right now, we're featuring Meredith Duran's Duke of Shadows. As, uh amazing. Yes, and Laura's not just saying that because she's No, I'm really not. It's actually very, very it's good. It's really yeah. good. Even if you didn't edit it, it's still really good. Um, so that is up there right now. And of course, we have new ones all the time. So if historical romance isn't your jam, I promise you will have something that you want to read. And uh, we've got an excerpt from a classic Julie Garwood Castles, which oh. is out with a new package. So that's fun if you want to kick it a little old school. And uh, Sabrina Jeffries, author of many, many fab romances, writes about basically when she decided finally to quit her day job and how that worked. So that's a charming story as well. And um if you go right now, in fact, she's doing a giveaway. So someone uh, can win a signed copy of her new book. Uh, just leave a comment and she's giving a couple away. And that's only open until the 10th. So Yes, act fast. Time is of the essence. Yes. Uh, so we thought we would kick it off today um, by talking a bit about office relationships. The good, the bad, the ugly. Um, now, have either of you guys actually had an office relationship? Met a honey in the office? You go first, Diana, because of course we good. both. She's yeah, because you've got the good already. one. Actually, no, you go second because okay. you've got the good one. Okay. <laughs> All right. Give us um, a cautionary tale, Lauren. It, it, it's a cautionary tale, but you know, it, it ends well. Let's leave it at that. Um, when I was an assistant, we were all assistants once upon a time. The guy who sat next to me in the cube, it was adorable, super brilliant, and had the best taste in music. And this was way back when where you could listen to music in your cube. Now it's like band, I think. I don't know. Um, without headphones. like there, It was literally like, you're listening to music and everybody around you is listening yeah. to his too. He had the best taste in music and it appealed on every level. He was brilliant. He loved books. He didn't have a TV in his house. He was super artsy. <laughs> and, you know, he, one day he asked me out via note, by the way. Like, he, check uh, yes or no? Yes, check yes or no. <laughs> That's cute. Check yes or no. And this is, we've been hanging out, mm. as all assistants do. You go for drinks after work, blah, blah, blah. I'm still flummoxed that you had a male assistant to it, He wasn't mine. Oh, I mean, not oh. had, but there was one in Oh, your yes. Flock. Oh, yes. He worked for a, another gentleman, ah. so that's probably how. <laughs> um, but he asked me out via note. I checked yes. Um, we went out. Um, I dated him very briefly um, because he ended up realizing that he liked men more than me. Oh, well. It was devastating in every level because he really had become my best friend. And the good news is, so I guess it is a happy ending. Um, we remain best friends. That's for, good, though. You yeah, could keep the friendship going. Absolutely. That's he good. was so cool. Because if it hadn't been that it turns out yeah. he didn't want to date ladies, then you probably couldn't have after, yes, right? Exactly. So. It, it wasn't about that. He and I just liked each other personally. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Same books, same... He made We made each other laugh. I mean, uh, every day I came to work was a great day because I got to talk to him. So Aww. it's like working with your best friend. That's cute. It really um, was. Are you in I'm touch like, with him anymore? Not anymore. He moved. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well. I'm like the heroine of our um, of our author guest on the podcast, uh, her book. So Natalie Charles, who we'll be speaking to in a little bit, she wrote Seeking Mr. Wrong. And the heroine, Letty, is um, she's a school teacher. And in the summer, she's supposed to be getting married to her fiance, obviously, who's also her best friend. And then two days before the wedding, he calls it off and tells her that he's gay. It happens. I know two people. Yeah. That's got all the way too. to the marriage um, proposal slash almost wedding. One day? of them married. Oh. It's not, I won't use names because not really my story to tell. And mm-hmm. it was just in that case, 
um, the man married the woman, and then uh, after not maybe a year, I mean, it was some time after that she was like, um, <laughs> turns out, um, God, three people. <laughs> <I noticed. laughs> wow, I'm beginning to worry that I have something to do with this. <laughs> right? No. Um, and two of them were men who married women who then figured out they were gay, and one of them was a woman, was a woman um, who was dating a guy. And that one, it didn't get to marriage because they were actually, but it was related to a wedding because they were at Adam. someone else's wedding. And um, after that wedding, he broke up with her. And when she was like, what? he said, look, I sat there and I watched that wedding. And I thought if I was ever going to go down the aisle with, with a woman, it would be this woman next to me. And then I realized that was never going to happen. Yeah. And it was because there was no woman who was going to do that with me. me. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think it's it, there's just such social constraints and family yeah, constraints, right. yeah. and there's so many reasons to do the wrong thing. And I'm so glad for the people who don't mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And relief for those who at least were able to figure it out before the that. Yeah, marriage, before you know, right? You really kick it to another level of pain. Yeah. Right. I mean, she couldn't get the deposit back, but <laughs> I know, right? no, no. <laughs> or any money back. Oh. Yeah, no. I was like, mm, basically, she financially was pissed, but <laughs> I, I do, I do feel a little like when you figure that out, maybe it's under you're obligated to pay back those. Deposits. I was going to say that like, it's on you. Yeah, that's like the dating where who pays, who goes Dutch. I'm like, mm, if you have to end the wedding for reasons of it turns out I am not attracted to your species. I feel you should pay the deposits. <laughs> <laughs> well, give us a real happy ending then, yes. Diana. Uh, sure. So, um, Greg, my boyfriend, living boyfriend, <laughs> um, we met at my old job. I had been working, the, excuse me, working there for a little while, and um, we were split up by by buildings, let's say. Oh, so you weren't in cubes. Uh, well, I was in, so what happened was I had been working for this division, and then I ended up moving into the corporate office, and as I was leaving, he started working there. Um, and doing marketing for the division that I had worked for. So I went back every once in a while to say hi to some friends that were in that building. And I, you know, was curious about who they had hired. And I thought he was cute. Um, oh, he's better than cute Yeah, he's people. very, he's very attractive. Better than cute. Yes. <laughs> he, he rocks a beard. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Now that's the Lauren only problem like with it. him. He oh. was very cute. Yeah, he's real cute. So... Uh, and Let's then not he actually raised the beard wars again. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'll fight anybody. What do you want to know? Um, so he, so, and then we actually kind of worked together briefly um, and we were in meetings and he never really spoke much, but, um, and honestly I didn't, um, I thought he was cute, but I didn't think too much about it. And then I used to plan happy hours um, because I knew a lot of people in the company because I had worked in the other building and he I planned came? a couple. No, I don't know why, but for some reason I was like, I really want to invite him. And I um, and he works from home on Fridays and I was like badgering him like, are you going to come or like and, <laughs> and so I maybe give myself away a little bit. Um, oh, so you did admit to liking him or you it, it, to yourself. Yeah, I guess I did yeah. that one time. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, and so he drove an hour and a half. <gasps> wow. Long Island traffic because um, he lived in a different part of Long Island um, to the happy hour and we and I saw him walk in and we started talking and then that was kind of it and then we started going on lunch dates oh. and then we started hanging out oh, and, I love it. and then I realized that we had a lot in common and I always said um, like I had I hadn't been dating someone for you know, at least four years let's say I was single and I'd always said um, I really need someone who likes to read um, like I, if they don't read, I don't know if I could really date them. And the first time that I went back to his apartment with him, he just had books everywhere. Oh, that's oh, so yay. sexy! Um, yeah, he had like like plastic bins full. Of, like he is not the most organized, but he has plastic bins full of books and just like yeah. per genre. Uh, <laughs> no, I meant just like he's done and he puts it in a bin. And he's uh, done he like read to be read. That's so yeah, cute. and then I later learned that he like just spends all of his time at Barnes and Nobles and we had you know we loved all the same books and we loved all the same TV and movie and so oh, now we live together so we've I been together four and a half years and books my, my favorite thing together. of course <laughs> you know the life of the mind and culture is very important but the thing that always makes me laugh the most is that you also discovered that you both hate cheese yeah <laughs> oh, okay so that <laughs> night at the happy hour what yeah so that night at the happy hour we were talking and I remember um I think I was a little bit more drunk than him, but um, I remember we were hanging out and talking, and we were talking like about Harry Potter, and I was like, "Oh my God, you love Harry Potter!" Or, and then we were talking oh, about that's right, you Parks both like Harry. And I was like, "Oh my God, you like Parks and Rec!" And I was like, and then um, my cousin drove us. We didn't drive. 
Um, which is funny because she drove and we both sat in the back seat. Um, <laughs> like driving Miss Daisy. Oh, yeah, and I, like she was our chauffeur like on a prom middle, date. You were on a middle school yeah. date. I love it. Yeah. And, um, and I was like, you Chaperone. know, I was like, let's go get Taco Bell. So we drive up to the drive-thru of Taco Bell and then he's he says like, I'll have three soft tacos, hold the cheese. And I remember looking at him and being like, you don't like cheese either. <laughs> and then thinking in my head like, we're made for each other. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So cute. Um, but like, uh, I mean, workplace, we didn't really tell anyone when we first started dating. I was just going to say, did you yeah, keep it like it's not super code red? Have any rules or not? I don't think so. I mean, obviously there's the boss, um, you know, supervisor yeah. under, <laughs> underling rule that you can't do or anything that kind of, there's any kind of conflict. Um, but no, there there isn't really a real rule, but we just didn't want anyone knowing. I thought it was kind of weird. I didn't really want anyone asking. And if for whatever reason it didn't work out, um, you yeah. know, I didn't really want people talking about it. And also, yeah. and but I mean, the good part is we worked in separate buildings, so we didn't yeah. really see each other. And those meetings that we had first started when we first met, we didn't have those anymore. So mm. we really didn't work with one another. And it was kind of nice to be separate. Um, but it was, you know, he lives on, let's say, the western part of Long Island, and I lived all the way on the eastern part. So getting together was difficult because it was a very long drive. So we would do, we'd have to plan stuff around work. Mm -hmm. uh, we watched a lot of movies. Um, you Did know. you not like just go out right after work? We would, but like on the Because that's like natural. Yeah, but then on the weekends it was like, mm. okay, so we have to figure out where we were. And then after yeah. a while, you know, so it was like a lot of, a lot Did of. Did you both have, oh, you didn't have a car, did you? We both had cars. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what's the problem? <laughs> yeah, but it's a long Traffic? time. Also, <laughs> I dated a guy who lived across the country for like three years. Yeah. Although I guess dated, but you know. We lived the, the work relationship life. And it became, you know, more than that. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I, I wasn't like surprised, but I, sometimes I like, I'm like, whoa, this happened. That it's really did great. happen. Yeah. Like we're here. For so, all you ladies who have a, yeah. a little tendre for someone across the hall. Right. Maybe, maybe leave a note, maybe make a move. Have a happy make hour. Make a check. Yes. Yes. Mm. I have a question. What do you think about, I know that it is against the rules and of course I don't approve of sexual harassment, but <laughs> have you ever had a boss that you would be like, if he asked, I would like have a thing with him or what do you think about a boss oh my God. Like, assuming it's all consensual and whatever oh, I forgot about this romance yeah I got one <laughs> excellent um, uh, when I first started working all things will remain nameless but yeah. I guess it wouldn't be that hard to figure out um, <laughs> I was going to be a lawyer and I worked at a law firm now it wasn't the senior partner <laughs> but it was the hot shot junior the young, like, the young Turk the young Turk um, wouldn't say fresh out of law school but Close enough, did really well for the firm. He's all right, but he chased me like a dog. And now, were he you was, his associate or no, whatever? No, I wasn't his assistant. Okay. It wasn't. It wasn't beautiful bastard. But <laughs> it was definitely. I worked for the senior partner, yeah. and you know, yeah. I was, you know, there on a part time basis, and I was. It was a summer, and uh, he was, or I had just graduated actually, so it was full time. And he was like, come out, go out with me. And it didn't even occur to me to say no, because I was like, I want to, sure. Mm -hmm. And But of course, I was, we're not telling anyone, we're not discussing this with the right. partners or the office manager. And we used to go out, <laughs> he'd take me to really fancy lunches and we'd make out in his car <laughs> before you go back to work. <laughs> I guess the important thing is to have a car. It yeah. really is, you well, when you're challenged. <laughs> right. And it's... Yeah, I'm not gonna. No, I'm not. I'm gonna stop myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, stop, stop, Diana, stop, stop. <laughs> I'm already regretting what I said. <laughs> oh my god, I loved it. It was um, so good. I'd I mean, be just tell mom not to listen to this I whole. Know. I It's not like other people haven't done it. Well, no, there's not. Certainly not. Please, okay, I made thank out you. a lunch hour. That doesn't. How do you like that? Not right. the same thing. Honestly, well, here if it's not happening on the subway, that's all we right. ask. Yeah. Exactly. Right. That is. Um, I have not been attracted to a boss. I think. Unfortunately, I've worked in places where there aren't many attractive men, but um, <laughs> <laughs> there are some that, that also happens. That I'm I like, oh, in yeah, they're okay. I do remember there was um, in college there was a really hot grad grad student um, who I don't know something about. He was always in like he was always dressed up, and maybe mm. that's why I'm thinking of him because I always picture you know your superior in a suit. But yeah. Not not really professors. There was like maybe Did one Did you date professor. him? No, 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 no. Oh. I just like to admire him as he was in our business school. <laughs> I had a professor like that that I would, of course, nothing ever happened because also 
I was 18 and that would have been super inappropriate. But, yeah. But if he had asked, I would have been like, yep, yeah, yep. I'm in. Yeah. Check, check. I do remember uh, <clears throat> some of our like freshmen hooking up with the TAs, which is right. like, there are yeah, other students, TAs but still. never interested me. I found them nerdy. Mm. Well, they're in grad school. It's kind of the point. Yeah, yeah but no. Oh, our TAs were like two years older than us. Oh. They were, yeah. Yeah, my TAs were like in yeah. regular, like older, but oh. not. No, I guess ours students. were all like grad students. So they, yeah, there was like, they were sort of a senior. different. And they were all doing some like PhD. They're like, they didn't really have time for you anyway. So yeah, no. um, they were in a lab somewhere. Well, I think that's enough dirty stories for today. Let's get to Natalie. Let's go to professionally written dirty stories. Exactly. (laughs) We'll take a little break, and when we come back, we'll be speaking to Natalie Charles. Stay tuned. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to XOXO After Darkcast. And welcome back. We are so excited to be talking with Natalie Charles, the author of Seeking Mr. Wrong. I feel like we've all all sought some Mr. Wrongs in our day. Um, Of course. This is, I just love the very premise of this book. Um, It is an ebook in the uh, Pocket Star digital program that we're very excited about. And it has a great cover and it is on sale as we speak. So as I'm sure you will all be inspired to whip out your phones and order it up while you're listening uh, and we can make that happen for you. So welcome, Natalie. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, absolutely. And I started by saying I love the premise of your book, and (laughs) I'm going to let you do the describing because I think it's better when it comes straight from the horse's mouth. So why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Sure, I'll give you my elevator pitch. Perfect. Um, So uh, it stars uh, Letty Osborne, who is a kindergarten teacher who um, supplements her income by writing children's books. (laughs) And she is forced to write erotica when her publisher is sold. And she sets out to find the right Mr. Wrong to uh, expand her horizons. <laughs> it's very important to do your research, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> research is everything. Yes. Um, I also like, uh, this is not, of course, the main plot, but anything that includes a dog co-star is, gets an extra an extra thumbs up in my book. Yes. She has a very, um, I guess, maybe stupid (laughs) a yellow lab uh, named odin but she loves him very much i know those kind of dogs the dumb ones are the best yeah well no the dumb ones are the ones that are like the prettiest and the most purebred but (laughs) not the sharpest tool in that shed right well we all we all have our own skills (laughs) yeah um so what inspired you to uh write erotica or to write a heroine who was writing erotica um, so I was just, it was just a brainstorming exercise where I came up with uh, this idea. I like to put two different things together. So uh, two unlikely things, mm-hmm. like a kindergarten teacher or a children's book author writing mm-hmm. erotica. Um, but I also wanted to say something about the industry. Uh, and I wanted to say, you know, kind of challenge this idea that sex is for men, um, that women shouldn't be interested in sex shouldn't enjoy it, um, that there's something shameful about erotica. So I, I really wanted to address that in the book. Mm-hmm. I think um, this is, I'm halfway through it and I'm loving it. And that's exactly one of Thank the things you. that I highlighted. It was, um, she's talking with her friend about write, like reading and writing um, erotica and her friends, like she's like, she's asking her why she reads it because her friend is there to give her some recommendations. And she says, because erotica is about empowerment, female sexuality, it's about honesty and admitting that we feel the things we're told nice girls shouldn't feel. And I love that. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, you know, in, as a writer of romance, I always get, I get sick of um, people coming up to me and people who don't really know, haven't read anything I've written, but they they say, oh, you write those books. Mm-hmm. And there's all these assumptions and there's this um, embarrassment about it. And I just think that's nonsense and that um, this is a perfectly valid genre and um yeah i just kind of wanted to write a defense of it yeah we've i've talked on this podcast before that was sort of the premise of my dissertation before i realized uh grad school is hard and i would rather be in publishing (laughs) um but yes the same old people come up and they're like oh that's so great that you do that i mean i would never do that but it's great that you do right yeah right like there's (laughs) something wrong with it right when in fact shameful yeah or i 
I would never read your books. Right. But how interesting. Yeah. And you're like, well, that's weird. I wouldn't read yours either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, you, one of the other things that's sort of great, and I think it probably stems from not only is this sort of a wonderful, uh, sexy, you know, high chemistry romance, but it's smart. And you have, Letty has a really interesting kind of complicated relationship with her family. Uh, yeah. Was that, is that sort of a trope of the kind of, of your work in general? Was it something you were exploring specifically connected to Letty's story or what you wanted to say about her and sensuality in this book or is it something that you always, you know, do you always like messed up families? Do we all like I, I do. I, I gravitate towards messed up families. Um, <laughs> you know, every happy family is the same. Yep. Um, but I like to, I like to have characters who have uh, full lives. So they have family, and they have work, and they have friends, and um, I really like to uh, delve into their lives, in you know, in all dimensions. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's nothing interesting about a normal family. <laughs> That's true. Absolutely. Um, so... Uh, how hard was it to write the erotica sections? Because, of course, in a way, you were sort of writing two books, right? I mean, you're writing your yeah. book and Letty's. Yeah, my my kind of sweeter book. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the erotic parts. Well, I had to read some erotica to kind of get in the mood of some <laughs> wine. Yeah, fair. Um, uh, no, it was, it's fun. It's fun. Um, I, I've been asked before it, at panels, like, how do I write that stuff? Um, but it's I find it liberating, and, and my experience is similar to Letty's. I, I put a lot of my own thoughts about writing into this character. Um, that it's just kind of freeing. It's like you know, walking around naked. Um, <laughs> you know, just yeah. kind of putting this out there. Uh, so I liked it. I liked it from you know, I don't. I don't think I would ever write a full erotica novel. That's just not my voice. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was a lot of fun to kind of. Do something a little different. Yeah, yeah, and I think even the the um, little parts that you write as Letty, where um, for Letty, where she's like starting to write erotica, but is just kind of failing at it in the beginning before she actually knows. Like when she goes to try out the the um, dominatrix, like just right before that, that part. It's just so it feels like how I would think of writing erotica and being like, well, yeah, right. I'm, I'm kind of bad at this. I, I wouldn't know where to start, really. Yeah, um, it just seems very yeah, so it was- honest. Yeah, it was helpful that I could just kind of jump in anywhere because <laughs> I, I don't know that I would know where to start. At the top. <laughs> um, oh. Did you have any, uh, were there any particular uh, uh, erotic romances that you read for inspiration that were the most inspiring to you? You got any recommendations for our listeners? Yeah, I read uh, Tiffany, I hope I say her name right, Tiffany Rice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or is it Reese? Yeah, um, it's yeah, Reese. Oh, it's Siren. Reese. Yeah. Didn't yeah. she do? I forget She's, what it's she all. Did. It's like a chess chess thing. Like, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. It's not King. easy. No, no, that's yeah, somebody that's, else. It's Tamara. No, she does the. She does the like. She does real BDSM. Yeah, right? she's no yeah, joke. Yeah. yeah, she's no joke, and that's what I read. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was wondering what you did because you could go a couple different ways, but there's some people who really do add a little texture to mm-hmm. a good erotica, and then there's some that don't. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really, I like her work. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. Yeah, I think it's better when you admire the writing as well as finding it sexy. I mean, I guess, I don't know, there's sometimes when you're like, I got five minutes, let's go, but um, <laughs> <Right. laughs> no judgment, <laughs> judgment-free zone here at the podcast. No, I, oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, it, it, I actually um, get into her stories, Yeah, um, and there's a lot of emotion behind them, um, so I really admire her as a writer. I think that's the the secret, that's what keeps you know this that's what means these are these aren't a joke i mean and i think that's what maybe people miss out on when they're just sort of giggling about like oh you write those books and you're like yeah you mean really heartfelt well-developed emotional stories about people with challenges yeah those yeah, books? About, yeah. about relationships mm-hmm. i mean it's not just about sex i mean um yeah these, these are emotional books and they they bring a lot of um meaning into people's lives. I don't think that there's anything wrong with it. No, absolutely not. Um, well, one of the other challenges you throw your heroine's way is, of course, what we were talking about in Act One, which is the particular uh, pitfalls and rewards of the um, workplace relationship. 
because yes. Letty goes a hunting and uh, uh, <laughs> finds finds uh, someone an eligible fellow a little too close to home, maybe. Yes, she finds her uh, acting vice principal Eric, <laughs> um, who uh, I don't know. Am I spoiling something if I say how they meet? How they meet in the beginning? Um, I don't know. No, in the beginning, right? That's okay. Go ahead and tell us. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 online. Um, She she meets him when he gives inadvertently gives her niece and nephew phallic lollipops. So she has some ideas about him and and who he is, but she still finds him. She doesn't approve of him, uh, Mm -hmm. but she finds him very handsome. Sometimes I think that makes them more handsome if you don't quite yeah, approve of them. Yeah, yes. a little bit of a bad boy. Yeah. So, what kind of hero is the right match for a kindergarten teacher turned erotica writer? Like, what kind, or what kind of characteristics do you feel are important to have in your romance heroes? I um, I want my heroes to be heroic, um, if if that makes sense. I want my heroes to be. Um, worthy of the heroine you know the characters have to be worthy of each other um that means my heroes are always gentlemen um they have they're alpha but they have a softer side you know they're they're not the stomping around angry men um they're gentlemen um they they're human they have uh insecurities um they get nervous around the the women they're attracted to um but they're ultimately strong men. Mm-hmm. Now, this isn't your first book, right? You've done, you've, uh, you've written others. How many? How many have you written? This is my seventh book. Um, yeah, I've I've written three books. I got my start with uh, Harlequin Romantic Suspense. Mm-hmm. I wrote three books for them. I indie published three books, mm-hmm. and then I wrote uh, Seeking Mister Wrong. Uh, how did you jump from romantic suspense to? Uh, Contemporary romance or contemporary slash erotic? How, yeah, how that was kind of a hard, it was kind of a weird jump, um, but I wanted to make the change. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'll tell you this story. I sat next to a, an agent who's no longer an agent, mm-hmm. um, so I feel like I can tell this. <laughs> but I sat next to her on an airplane from uh, Chicago to Anaheim, mm-hmm. and uh, she she was asking me about my writing, and she found out I wrote romantic suspense, and she said something like. Uh, in my experience, people only write romantic suspense because they don't want to do research, <laughs> and <laughs> which is such a weird thing to say. Yeah. Um, but actually, romantic suspense is a lot of research, mm-hmm. uh, which is fine. But I, I had to do research on things like forensics, mm-hmm. which meant that I was picking up textbooks with these terrible case studies in them. Um, I really wanted my books to be up to date and authentic. Um, and I just didn't want to, I got to a point where I didn't want to go there anymore. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to write about people being horribly hurt. Um, so I decided I'd write something lighter and happier and spend more of a time, more time there. Um, so I'm, I'm really happy to make the change because I can actually showcase my humor in Mm -hmm. contemporary romance where I couldn't in romantic suspense. Um, but it's been a challenge too, to, to change it up a little. Uh, I still have a lot of subplots in my contemporary books, yeah. which are normal in romantic suspense, but I, I think a little unusual in contemporary romance. But my favorite contemporaries, this is Lauren, you know, really have those extra layers and really give yeah. you that depth. You were talking about complicated families and and heroes and lives, and I think that's as close as you can get to real life, and why wouldn't you? I, I love a depth. I love depth. Yes. Good work. Oh, good. I, I do too. I, I love I love knowing a lot about characters. I love knowing about their families, and um, yeah, I like a subplot. So, who has a normal family, by the way? Well, you know, everybody can identify. Right? Nobody, nobody interesting. Right. Nobody interesting is right. Right. <laughs> and if they if they are normal, they probably aren't really. You just are. You're like they hide you it better. Must be lying. They hide it they better. They hide it than well. Um, do you think this is? Um, uh, I wonder if we're getting sort of a return to richer, more in-depth, more complicated stories in romance. Because I feel a little bit like when the uh, self-publishing model got got more accessible so people could 
produce so so quickly and just produce tons of stories and they were could be longer or shorter and didn't they weren't restricted by the sort of old rules of publishing uh that it it meant there was something out there for everybody which was amazing but it feels like it kind of flooded that arena so much that now I feel like at first people were like all the books I want to have them all right away right. and now they're starting to realize oh the fire hydrant is not going to close there's plenty and now I have to sort of choose again um, and I feel like where uh, the readership for our genre has really been um, changing dramatically because of these sort of production changes do you feel having been on both sides of the coin as it were that you're seeing anything or do you feel like readers are readers and it's just a matter of finding the right book? Um, you mean that there's an expectation to write faster or I'm not sure I understand. I know. Well, I'm not sure I was asking. I was asking six questions and one, none of them clear. <laughs> um, but it started out where I was thinking for a while, I feel like a lot of what um, people were moving towards were shorter, simpler, really like. Yes. Uh, fast-paced, action-driven, kind of he's sex on a stick, insta-love stories. Mm -hmm. And um, now I feel like people are recognizing that you can have kind of a more rewarding experience with uh, a more layered story like you're telling. Uh, And um, it might just be my own little shopping bubble where I'm like, no, don't want those, want these. But it feels like we are kind of constantly training and retraining our audience or our market to um, expect something and I feel like more people are maybe recognizing now the reward of a longer more complex read instead of the sort of quick hit of sensation um, yeah I, ho- I hope so um, I you know I have noticed as a writer people love series books mm-hmm. um, so I do get that sense that they want to spend a lot of time with um, characters and in a town and um, there's something comforting about being with characters that you like, um, being in a place you like with a, a writer's voice that you like. So I'm, I'm hopeful that, you know, that means that they're, that readers are interested in the more complex uh, subplots and layered storytelling. Um, I do get criticism sometimes um, for having so many subplots. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I think by and large, it's been, it, the books have been received well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh do you, um, not just in the erotica space, but what kind of romances do you read for fun? Is it in your own current genre? Are you reading romantic suspense, something totally different? Or I, I do like romantic suspense. I read actually a lot of straight mysteries, thrillers. Um, Michael Connolly. I read romance to kind of get a sense of the market. Mm-hmm. Um, lately I've been reading a lot of books. I'm, I'm in this like post-election, oh. what's happening yeah, we <laughs> yeah. all are phase yeah. of my life, you know, and uh, I'm I'm reading books on Buddhism and quantum physics, and mm-hmm. you know, just kind of trying to reorient myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I I do like I, I I would say I gravitate more towards mysteries, thrillers, romantic suspense. Um, I like Karen Rose, mm-hmm. uh, Alison Brennan, mm-hmm. uh, J D. Robb. Oh, yeah. um, yeah, but I tr- I try to read widely to get an understanding of the market. Sure, sure. I've also heard from other authors that they tend to stay away from romance only because it tends to I wouldn't say taint their work, but influence. You don't want it to bleed into yeah. the purity of your own story, basically. So yeah. you're yeah. doing the right thing. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> right. Well, it's good to have palate cleansers and. Um, uh, anyway, your current book choices sound healthier than reading and rereading The Handmaid's Tale, which you know, exactly. I feel oh my like God. a lot of us or are 1984. doing now. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, I read The Handmaid's Tale years, years and years ago, and I was like, oh, never. Yeah. <laughs> right, and you're like, or 2017. Okay. <laughs> no, don't say yeah. it. Don't no. say it. No, not going to happen. Not going to happen. Persist. <laughs> Nevertheless, yeah, we right. persisted. That's right. March. <laughs> exactly. Make phone calls. Yes, it's become my fitness regime is like, okay, where shall we go and march or stand exactly. on the weekend? Yeah. <laughs> um, What's up this weekend? I know, seriously. I'm not sure what we're, we're, we're getting yeah, ready, we're getting for, ready yeah. for the women's strike next week. Oh, that's right. Or actually maybe the day this podcast goes up. So yeah, if <laughs> exactly. you put it yeah, on my calendar, March 8th, um, I've just hijacked your interview and I've gone all political with us, but no, that's okay. You know, we'll, we'll get back on track. Absolutely. Uh, 
but yeah, so hopefully if you can stay home from work and listen to this podcast on March 8th, uh, Absolutely. And, uh, make sure that you have purchased, um, seeking Mr. Wrong before that day so that you are not contributing to the economy on the 8th, but you have something great to read while you're staying home. There's, there, there's there you go. your weirdly specific political <laughs> ad, courtesy of me. <laughs> and now, without further ado. Absolutely, yes. Let us go to our true confessions questions, since uh-huh. now we are all politics friends. Um, as I said, these are just quick and dirty questions off the top of your head. None okay. of them will prevent you from running for office. So okay. no need to be Which I would never concerned. do anyway, so I know. fine. I was just going to say, we might need you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we might need you to go. Exactly. Um, at least, at least, work your wiles in the back, in the, and all that uh, forensic research has to help for something. Right? Exactly. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, so here we go. First off, is an easy one: sweet or salty? What do you prefer? Uh, sweet. Uh, mountains or beach? Beach. Heels or flats? Flats. That's yeah, very. See, our writers are also mostly sensible. Like, come on, just flats. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who are you kidding? I showered today. That's a big deal. Yes, that's, that's what important. everybody says. I know. Maybe we should change that to pajamas or actual street clothes. Exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Yoga pants or not? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> um, paper or ebook? Ebook. Oh. She's true to. She's true to her. Root. True to form. Yes. I am. Yeah. <laughs> um. Because I can adjust the font and it has a light in it. Yes. And I like that. You know, that's so interesting. Like, I'm about to go on vacation, so I applaud your beach answer earlier. Um, <laughs> and I can't stop myself from packing, like, six books. And they're real. And they're not – I don't have a Kindle. So it's one of those things. Oh. Yeah. I could use my son's iPad, but <laughs> I just don't want to. Well, he's not going to want to share with you on the plane. Well, he's four. He doesn't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the only reason the only reason I have a Kindle is because my husband got it for me when my daughter was born, and she was really colicky, and so oh, I couldn't put her down ever. Got it. And Oof. so I would pace and read. Oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah, and that's how I got hooked on my Kindle. And you also—I have... don't think I ever would have bought one. <laughs> you also have amazing grip strength now. I, I was just going <laughs> to say, well, when they're that little, that you can like prop them on a shoulder and hope for the best. I was thinking of the yeah. iPad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, the <thing's> heavy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> anyway, sorry, we digress. We have digressed. No, that's okay. um, uh, if you. Um, uh, what is your favorite road trip food? Road trip food. Yeah. Um, you mean like in the car? In yep. the car. What do you? What do you? The, the snack you always have, but just when you're on a road trip somewhere. Probably pretzels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's That's a good relatively one. healthy for I mean, our... Exactly. <laughs> We've had a few combos, which includes the variation of pretzel, but... I know. Don't diss my combos. <laughs> exactly. What is one turn on and one turn off for you? Oh, turn on is a back rub. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's a good choice. Yeah. I like being touched on my back. I'm, um, I'm with you. Turn off, loud chewing. Mm. I agree with you 100%. Oh, I can't. <laughs> it makes me so angry. And now they've said that's a real, like, like a syndrome disease or something. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I will freak out. Oh it, my it gets God. me irate in like two seconds. Does Greg yeah, do it? Yeah, it's one of those things that doesn't matter how attractive he is. Oh, that's actually a really good that point. Is, that's excellent. I feel, I always, I love these answers and I always feel that then. Uh, the the interviewees should work them into future books. I totally agree. Yeah, <laughs> your next villain. Bad first date. Okay. Villain. Yes. How about like next hero that the heroine has to refine, and make better. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yes, that's what they have to overcome. Exactly. Right. exactly. Chewing. It's not his inner <laughs> inner issues and lack of commitment. It's yes. just chewing. <laughs> while while we're, while we're improving everything, what word would you ban from the English language? Moist. <laughs> it's a popular classic. Yes. It is a classic. Yeah. If you could pay somebody to do one task for you for the rest of your life, what would that be? Oh, laundry. I know it. I was just thinking of that today. <laughs> <laughs> it might be mine, too. Yeah. That's yeah, not mine. I, I don't mind it. Today. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't stand it. I don't mind. I don't. I'll, I'll let clothes, folded clothes, sit in a basket for a week. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I can't stand putting them away. 
Yeah, that's true. That's like the worst oh, part. I don't somehow, consider right? that yeah. laundry, yeah. but I guess it should be. Uh, part of the job. I'll wash it all, and then it'll sit clean, unfolded in the laundry basket for uh-huh. like days. So. Yeah, and then you just pick out what you need. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense to me. That'll do. Yeah. Right. If you buy the right fabrics, it's fine. <laughs> it works. <laughs> it's usually my husband's and son's clothes. It's not mine. Oh, it's just right. like my underwear. And who cares? Yeah. They, well, you know, Matt can grow up and learn how to use an iron and you'll be all set. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. And uh, last but not least, what is your favorite romantic movie? Oh, that's... I think Shakespeare in Love. Oh, that's a good one. I like that movie, too. I do, too. I feel yeah. like it gets un, un, unwarranted hostility because of ambient Gwyneth I actually feelings. am the ambient Gwyneth feeling, but I still love the movie. I Yeah, I just, I love Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I just, you know, I kind of melt with it. You've got to listen to one of our recent podcasts. Oh, yes. If you oh, haven't listened one? to the Juliet's Answer one, which was the beginning of March, um, we had... Uh, Glenn Dixon on and he wrote a a memoir basically about going to Verona to volunteer with the Club di Giulietta and they are the um, volunteers who write answers to everyone who sends uh, queries love advice to Juliet and they send it to this balcony in Verona and it's collected. Which I've been to actually. Yeah. That's so cool. And people leave people leave notes in the post box and he went and was one of the only men answering questions along with all these all these women from around the that's world. That's amazing. It's, it really is. He, it's it's yes. a magical book. Yes. So I recommend the book and the podcast. Okay, uh, I'll have to listen to it. Maybe a trip to Verona. Yeah. I know that we um, we went and you have to grab, like if you're a man, you have to grab Juliet's yes. breast. Yes. And mm. um, yes, there is a bronze statue. We didn't cover this with well, I was going to say, I don't remember this. No, because he is a demure Canadian and we did not talk <laughs> about it. But indeed, um, there is a, a, I guess, bronze statue of uh, Juliet in the courtyard. And for luck, you are supposed to grab... Grab a boob? Only one, yeah. though. There's a particular one, and I think Just it is only one. her right. You can tell because it's really worn down. Oh, that's yes. so it's crazy. shiny, yeah. yes. And they have to replace her every now and then because... Oh, get out! She gets all lopsided. Wonky. I know. <laughs> well, you know, when you're uneven. Right. Look, they look great for as long as she's been around. <laughs> exactly. That's right. We should all be so lucky, right? That's true. <laughs> and our readers should be lucky enough to pick up Seeking Mr. Wrong by Natalie Charles. Natalie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. It's been thank great. Thank you so much for having me. It was fun. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to XOXO After Darkcast. And we're back. Okay, I love Natalie Charles. Oh, she adorbs. Adorable. That yes. book is so cute too. Please, everyone, read it. I love it, cute, and it sounds like the perfect mix of because I'm not necessarily like a straight erotica reader usually, but this sounds neither like am you I. Get to have it both ways, which mm-hmm. is the best. Yeah, and the character is like um, going learning about it for the first time. So if you haven't read erotica, it's so, super relatable. Mm-hmm. I really. Oh, it's like probably it. hilarious. Yeah, yeah, she's funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, good, good, good. That'll be a good one, and you can get that right now. So we thought. Uh, with all of this talk of workplace romance that the best game to end our episode today would of course be Shag, Marry, Kill Bosses Edition Uh, so we have brought our intern Alex in to help us with this one today she has done some very important research finding some excellent (laughs) conundrums for us to face so um, Alex give us our first trio of bosses among whom we are selecting all right and just so you guys know there's male and female we don't discriminate around here nope and we for the purposes of the game are generally equal opportunity shaggers marriers and killers (laughs) okay so the first one is going to be Hugh Grant from Love Actually Jennifer Aniston from Horrible Bosses and Jordan Belfort Wolf of Wall Street (gasps) oh Real life Jordan or or, um, or, Leo. or, or, or Leo. Leo. Just picture who you want. You, you can close your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, the real Jordan is disgusting. <laughs> no, seriously. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> um, probably cuter then than now, or now then. Oh, who, and never mind. <laughs> who am I? Sh- okay, so him. what am I doing? Um, I'm so, marrying Hugh yeah. Grant. Ugh. Okay, he's prime minister, right. and uh, and so was we. 
Yeah, and he's so cute. Um, I didn't like them. I think move. Okay, yeah. whatever. All right. I'm shagging uh, Jennifer Aniston, and I'm killing Jordan Belfort. I too will marry Hugh Grant um, as what seems like the only reliable one among them. Uh, I did not actually see Horrible Bosses, but my understanding of it suggests She's a psycho. that She's she is a psycho, but that could be one really good night. So yeah, that's uh, like, Did you go Jennifer too? Yeah, and she yes. looks smoking. She looks oh, really she looks good. amazing. Yeah, Isn't props. she like the dentist? Yeah. Yes, yes. she's she amazing. And there yeah. could be nitrous involved, so it'll probably be fine. Yeah. Happens, although you might wind up arrested at the end of it. Done so one night you can get through, and then, sorry, Jordan. Too, no, much, too much cocaine and, and, and amphetamines. Quaaludes. Uh, quaaludes, quaaludes, yes, ludes. Yeah. No, that's, oh, no, I'm the same with you, but I'm only choosing you because of four weddings and a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm the same way all yeah. across Good the board. Good choices. All right. So next up we have the beloved Michael Scott from The Office. Um, we have Olivia Pope from Scandal. And we have Sandra Bullock from The Proposal. <laughs> I don't watch Scandal and I don't watch The Office. Huh. Oh, is that, um, what's his name? It's um, um, Steve Carell. Steve, yeah. Steve Carell. Oh, I love him. I love him. Okay. Wait, Olivia Pope is Carrie Washington? Yes. yes. Okay. All right, I'm going to go Who for it. Who's the third one again? And then we had... It's a little oh, The Proposal. Yes. And That's right. Sandra I'm actually going to marry Sandra Bullock because mm-hmm. A, she's the editor... She's such a softie, and she looks really good, and she has a really good office that doesn't really exist. I know that um, amazing publishing office that, that doesn't publishing. really exist. And I'm killing Olivia Pope because I just don't know what the dealio is. And I'm gonna ma- oh, I'm marrying. Sandra. No, that means you have to shag uh, Michael Scott. That's who's left. Right? Oh, I love Steve Carell. Yeah, I love him. <laughs> oh, this is tough. Um, I am going to. <laughs> I don't know. I would want to marry all of them. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Cause Even Michael Scott, Steve Carell? Like, be... Steve Carell himself adores. Okay, let's kill, all right, let's kill Michael Scott because I think he would frustrate me. Pat is like, you do not you don't yeah. want to marry Michael Scott. <laughs> he's dumb. Yeah. Dumb as bricks. Oh, I'm shagging him, though. Um, I would... So who would I shag? I would shag Sandra Bullock in mm. the proposal because I think... She was kind of mean. a little stiff. <laughs> there is that one scene. Well, where... Don't you want that in a show? Sorry, Pat. And I that would marry uh, Olivia Pope for the clothes. So, because oh, I think we're about the so same. True. We could be the same size if I just worked on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, true. that's right. She does have good clothes. Oh, yes. she's amazing clothes and so much good wine. Oh, really? Oh, yes. She's big for wine and a lot of popcorn. She that's yeah. the only wine. food her in her house. Is like as big as your head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. That's impressive. You would you would get along with Olivia Pope. All right, cool. I would shag Olivia Pope um, because it's actually been documented on her show that she's pretty good laid. Oh, um, that's right. And again, all the red wine. I will not fit in her clothes, but I will certainly fit in her wine glasses. <laughs> but eventually I'm going to want something more than popcorn, so that's not a marrying thing. Uh-huh. I think I marry Sandra Bullock because I I'm have a soft too. spot for her, and yeah. she bends by the end of it. I guess so. Yeah. Even though it means like having to go like into that cabin up up in Canada. In Alaska. That looks Alaska like a dream. Alaska or Canada. No, Canada, right? No, What's Alaska. She different it's Alaska. Alaska. Oh. She flies there. She's from Canada and she uh, immigrates to the United States. And um, that place is like a, so amazing. So that's, that's perturbing because nature. As we've discussed in our Erica Frenchick episode, nature is a dangerous place that you don't want to be. Um, <laughs> and Michael Scott gets killed because I... I would I would kill him with my bare hands yeah. even if I didn't I know marry him I think because so too too disorganized yeah. so agree mm. good choices all around okay so for the last one it's a special president's round Ooh. because big bosses there's the real bosses <laughs> scary as that may be oh so goodness we have don't make it too easy okay we have um <coughs> Abraham Lincoln okay Herbert Hoover oh, I don't know what Hoover looks like and JFK Oh, oh, you're God. making it so easy. <gasps> of course, you're marrying Abe, hands down. <laughs> yeah. You're shagging JFK. Yep. Dun, 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 dun. And then you should have, not Hoover, you should have gone Washington or Jefferson, wow. who I actually would have married. Kind of I'm marrying Jefferson. He's not a, he's he so cultured issues. and amazing, but he's got issues, but he's also got Monticello. So, Ooh. no. Yeah, you sorry. Sub in your I'm I'm yes. subbing in my answer. <laughs> Lauren's just in it for the real estate. <laughs> exactly. Right. I really. Am sorry, Herbert Hoover out. Thomas Jefferson in. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, I think I'd still keep the same stuff. Okay, do it. 
too much. Oh, okay. So I would marry Lincoln. Well, actually. He was very devoted. You don't kill him. He's going to die anyway. That's true. true. Um, that's very he's true. He's going to die anyway. He, he and, won't be, you'll be a widow. And his wife, I don't know. And like all his kids die. And, yeah, it's uh, terrible. It's super depressing. Yeah. There's another log cabin. But amazing. Yeah. Um, maybe I would, maybe I would shag non-bearded Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> But you, you like a beard. Your team beard. Do, well, he's very tall. So uh, that's not a big problem. Hands and feet. You know what I'm I saying? Dated a, I dated a really tall guy once. It was very interesting, but it was fun. I'm just saying. Yeah, you know, I I'm had not, no problem with the tall. No, I'm saying. And um, I was tiny. I would, uh, I think, shag JFK. Of course. And then shag RFK. Kill. Bobby. Oh, you're shy. Bobby. <laughs> you're shag, going brother shag, shag time. To to Bobby. <laughs> I like it. Um, Bobby no, wasn't joking. as cute, though. I guess I, no. he had the I morals. I thought he was cuter. No. I, no, personally, I think he's oh. cuter. I'm not like And I know. I'm like, asking. no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess Mary Jefferson. Yeah. I mean, it occurs to me that really um, uh, two out of three were cut down in their prime anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jefferson made it long haul. He did. I think maybe... I marry Jefferson. I think I marry oh. for the vineyards alone. I know, but the slavery. Yeah. I know, but he liked them a lot. <laughs> oh, he'd cheat on us. Crud. Yeah, it's all, yeah. yeah they'd sister all, wives anyway. Yeah. That's <laughs> very true. That's very true. Um, uh, no, you know what? I think I'm gonna go uh, marry Abe, shag Tom, kill JFK. Okay. Because wow. yeah. it was going the way anyway. Yeah. And true. honestly, he's left with so many people. Like yeah. that does not seem oh, yeah. like a safety first kind of choice. You're right. No. Abe would never. Honest Abe would never. No. Honest, <laughs> no. Abe, Abe loved Mary. But really, we'd all marry Obama. Oh, that's oh, true. Yeah, we easy. really would all marry right. Obama. It's good. You couldn't put Obama in there because we'd yeah. just be like, take me now. Yeah. Wrote, when I wrote his name, I put a heart next to it, and then I was like, I can't even ask. This. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Can't happen. All right. Well, yet another rousing round. Um, thanks to everyone. Thanks again to our guest, Natalie Charles. Again, her book is Seeking Mr. Wrong. It is available now for ebook wherever ebooks are sold. And uh, thanks for listening. Check out xoxoafterdark.com and uh, go figure out which presidents you want to marry, shag, or otherwise. Those are the only two choices we're going to give you for the sake of public awareness everywhere. Uh, <laughs> we will talk to you next week and until then remember the best conversations happen, happen after, after dark, dark.